Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, and we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. Annual passes are finally back at Walt Disney World. We've got all the info you need regarding pricing, benefits, add-ons, as well as our thoughts on all of it. We'll also dive into a week full of theme park news. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. why but listening to that opening just got me like choked up <laughs> every time <laughs> every time i feel like i'm <laughs> i'm gonna cry right now i'm i'm i feel like i'm in deep denial that this fireworks show why did you have to open with oh this? no <laughs> she's already crying <laughs> we're 38 seconds into the show and she's already bawling uh, i'm just I, I feel like it's so fresh because we just got to see this show the other night. We did. For, together for the first time since it restarted, we saw Happily Ever After in its full glory uh, for the first time together. Yeah. And that was really awesome to see. And we, uh, when my sisters were down. We had a couple visitors this week. Shout out Kelly and Caitlin. Um, it was really good to be able to see that with them because it will be the last time that either of them will see that show yeah. as it ends on September 29th, which is Danny's birthday. <laughs> it's so mean. It's so mean. Is that why you're crying? Because it's your birthday? No, I was, as I was listening to that opening um, in the back of my head, I was like, man, I can't believe there's going to be a time where... We're That's not, gone. We're not going to hear that opening to the fireworks. I know. It's it's pretty crazy to think about. I can't believe... Are you going to make it through the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do think that um, getting to see it again like just kind of reminded me like, okay, we need to see this as many times yeah. as we can. No, I'm fine. I'm really fine, guys. <laughs> the only other time that I had seen that was back on... What was it? Was it July? Or was it August? that it reopened it um, was july right it was july yeah Yeah. the only time i'd seen that so far was the the first night when we live streamed in the rain and uh it was a slightly modified show tinkerbell didn't fly at the end so that was a little disappointing because everyone was like building up to that moment that yeah. night and was ready to just like unleash tears all over main street yeah um but it was really great to see that show the other night and just that moment when, you know, you can fly, you can fly. Yeah. And Tinkerbell flies out and everybody screams. It's just like, it's bone chilling. Yeah. But you know, like that feeling when um, you're waiting and you're anticipating like the show starting and yeah. then all the lights go down and everyone goes, ah, you just hear like this collective like, yay, through the crowd. And then the spotlights all cross each other across the castle. That that moment oh my gosh every time like there's just that feeling of like yes it's about to be epic yeah, 18 minutes of magic 18 minutes <laughs> of, of amazing um and i just it makes me sad that you know come the end of the month we won't get to experience that anymore and that yeah. really 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 honestly feels unfair to me it does but looking on the bright side i'm always a devil's advocate trying to you know look at, at the bright side of things look at the positive side we are getting a brand new show on october 1st called disney enchantment at magic kingdom and frankly 
everyone was really sad and upset when Wishes went away, and Happily Ever After knocked our socks off. I'm going to give Disney the benefit of the doubt right now that I think Disney Enchantment will knock our socks off. So I'm really looking forward to that show. I'm going to be really sad when Happily Ever After ends. I'll probably cry at Magic Kingdom that night. But it's going to be awesome a couple days later. Here's my argument. I liked Wishes. Wishes was, it was nostalgic to me. But how long did we get Wishes for? Like 12 years? Uh, I believe it was 14. Okay, we got, I, I, was, I was ready for 14 years of Happily Ever After. And I got how many? Four? Yeah. Well, the problem is, Wishes never ran into COVID, and Wishes never ran into a major anniversary at Walt Disney World. Right, but I think what I was assuming was we would get a new fireworks show for 18 months, and then sure. we would get Happily Ever Back, Happily Ever After Back afterwards. Yeah, because let's be honest, four, uh, 40th anniversary is not the 50th anniversary, so they probably didn't feel the need to really change the fireworks as far as Magic Kingdom goes right. for the 40th anniversary. But 50 is a huge one, and it, it does feel like we kind of got robbed of Happily Ever After a little bit because it was closed for 16 months during the pandemic. Um, and, and it's gone basically already. You know, at the end of the month, we got 25 days left, which is crazy. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the new show. That and uh, Harmonious over at Epcot, I'm really looking forward to that as well. I'm I'm very much looking forward to both of those, but I really need some time to grieve about happily sure. ever after because we just got you'll it back. You'll have one day. We <laughs> n- well September thirtieth. You can grieve all day. <laughs> you know what? I while I'm at work, <laughs> I have to work that over. day. So <laughs> you mean <laughs> magically hungover? Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I'm not going to be drinking. We'll go on out Main and drink Street. our sorrows after happily ever after on your birthday. No, no, I'm just going to sit in front of the castle and weep and like <laughs> lay down with my arms out on the why? pavement why disney why can i have it back please uh yeah unfortunately I, that's not gonna happen but here's the thing guys we got to see happily ever after again um there's a decent chance that we will be seeing it multiple times oh, yeah, before definitely. It goes away as often as we can because with Florida, you never know when the weather is going to thwart your plans. Especially with how slow the parks are right now. Yeah. And so we're going to try to do that. I know that we're going to try to get a 4K video so that we can um, have that video on our channel. Live in our memories forever. Yeah. And so you guys can relive happily ever after forever on our YouTube page. Uh, But, you know, it just it hurts my heart. It does. But speaking of uh, of shows, we also got to see Epcot Forever, and we wanted to give a shout-out to some amazing cast members. Yeah, so we were walking around Epcot later at night. It was pretty slow the night we were there with my sisters. And I was... Uh, Danny and I were over in the America Pavilion, and my sisters were over uh, in, the, in the Italy Pavilion. Right. And one of the cast members, Courtney, one just wanted to give her a shout-out. Courtney from Houston, Texas, and Mike from Philadelphia... Uh, they were awesome. They just told my sisters, like, hey, you guys want this roped off VIP section with a table, perfect view for Epcot forever? And they're like, oh, yeah. So then they called us and they said, hey, we got a roped off VIP section for Epcot forever. Get back here. And we came over and it was the absolute perfect viewing spot. And one gripe that Danny's always had with Epcot fireworks is that it gets really smoky. And one great part about this spot, and it might have just been that night, the way the wind was blowing, but it was not blowing towards us. It was blowing to our right. And so we had a perfect view of the Epcot fireworks the entire time and never had any smoke issues. 
And I know this is not a, a fair thing to gripe about, but my other issue with Epcot like shows on over there is that all I need is a tall child to stand in front of me and I can't <laughs> see. And so um, yeah. even our friend Mike, when we were live streaming, he said, where are you guys standing? Like yeah. that is the perfect view. And uh, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything like during the live stream, but I did answer that question, but that's why we were able to have such an awesome view. And I don't think I've ever had a view that fantastic for Epcot forever, no. for illuminations, um, for anything. And so I was really grateful we got to watch it there. And um, I mean, I think if people are like, if that's something that you can pay for, it's totally worth it. Mike and Courtney, what's it going to cost you <laughs> <laughs> for us to be there for Harmonious Night One? Our, <laughs> our, our everlasting gratitude and love. <laughs> Saying please a lot. <laughs> Maybe a, uh, a Mr. Lincoln will talk to you. Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> Maybe a Mr. Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Well, Jackson, if you need to. Who's on the 50? Uh, how about just your Venmo? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hit you later. <laughs> but, Send me a request. But we are very grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for um, creating that magical moment for us. That was awesome. Um, we are... We're very appreciative, and we really enjoyed our time watching that show. And we really enjoyed our conversation with you. You both were very, very fun to hang around. Yes, and they loved our shirts. They yeah. loved our, our uh, band shirts. So uh, what the whole reason that they actually uh, noticed us was because of our Happily Ever After farewell tour shirt. Which is funny, because we actually went to go to see Happily Ever After that night, and it was the night... That there was uh, apparently a fire on the uh, where the area where they shoot the fireworks off at Magic Kingdom like way far back yeah. the night before, and so they didn't actually shoot off fireworks that night. So we actually saw a um, a notification once we pulled into the TTC that night to go to Magic Kingdom, and they were like, "Yeah, no fireworks tonight. It's just going to be projections, music, lights, and all that kind of stuff." So we were like, "All right, let's go to Epcot." Yeah, and it was just so funny because we pulled in, we literally pulled into a parking spot we literally. at the TTC, and as we were pulling in, before you shifted into park, I was reading out loud some news, yeah. and I said, which is why there will no be will not be any fireworks for Happily Ever After tonight, and all of us in the car were just like, what? what? <laughs> Hang on. Five minutes later, we would have been through security. Yeah, like we were literally about to get out of the car. So that's why we ended up being at Epcot. So that's why we were wearing our Happily Ever After yeah. a farewell tour shirt. Which shirts. you can get on a couple of parkhoppers.com if you hit Park Hoppers store on the top of our website or it's in the link in our bios on all of our social media. Just hit Park Hoppers store on our link tree. So make sure you get those today because those are going to be around for a limited time. Mm -hmm. Now the next thing that we are going to jump into is we're going to talk about this week in theme park news. So... The first thing that happened in theme park news is we actually had some announcements for additions to the Fab 50. Yeah, the last four or five weeks on this show, we've let you know which statues have been announced and where they're going to be. And we have a whole nother list of announcements this week for you. First up is Frozone from The Incredibles. You know, where's my super suit? <laughs> and, and his super suit is going to be located in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Next, we have Bambi and Thumper, who will be at Disney's Animal Kingdom. All right. We got Groot and Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy will be located in Epcot. 
Then we have Lady and the Tramp at Magic Kingdom. Love that. Uh, Miguel from Coco is going to be at Epcot. Then we're going to have Pua and Hey Hey also at Epcot. Love it. We're going to have Gus and Jacques from Cinderella. They're going to be at Magic Kingdom. And last but not least, we're going to have Chip and Dale at Magic Kingdom. Awesome. So, so many more uh, Fab 50 statues have been announced this week. I'm not sure what the count is right now, but I would imagine it's got to be fairly close to 50. The Fab Five and a bunch of other characters have been announced. Um, I don't have that count offhand right now, but I would imagine it's uh, we're pretty close to having it fully announced. I would have loved to see all of these statues together in the same room. <laughs> right? It looks so yeah. cool. Put it in like World Showplace at Epcot and just let us walk around and see them. Now, um, speaking of walking around, while people have been walking around uh, the parks, they've actually noticed some changes yeah. that are related to the 50th anniversary. Lots of different cosmetic changes have happened over the last couple of days. We didn't see them, and we were in the parks a couple of days ago, and it, they all just started kind of popping up the morning after we went to uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, so the first thing that people noticed the day after, I believe it was September 2nd when those went up, um, is that the uh, the first lightning lane decals have started to go up over the fast pass and standby uh, queue signs that they currently have. They've got these these vinyl wraps that go over it. So instead of replacing the whole sign, it just kind of covers the uh, the old fast pass plus sign and the uh, the standby sign, which looks kind of weird if you look at some of them because you can actually still see fast pass plus kind of bulging through. Pay no attention to yeah. the Fast Pass Plus behind the from, decal. <laughs> from what I've heard is that those wraps will be temporary while they fabricate new signs for those areas. That would make a lot of sense. I will say, however, each decal that they've put up is pretty flawlessly done. Oh, like, yeah. If you don't, perfectly themed. Right. If you don't know that there was a Fast Pass Plus sign underneath, you wouldn't realize that something was being covered. Right. The next thing we've seen for the 50th is the addition of the train station sign. This looks awesome. You know, in front of Magic Kingdom every year, you know how they have the uh, the not-so-scary like pump, giant pumpkin yes. and all that kind of stuff in front of the park? Well, in, in front of the, or right behind the, uh, the Mickey flowers, in between that and the train station, uh, we have a giant... 50th anniversary sign that says the world's most magical celebration. And it has that 50 crest, the same one that you, you, you're you able to see on the castle. Yeah, and it looks really, really sharp out there. I'm almost a little bit sad that that wasn't there when, same. when we were there, which was like, what, seven the hours? The day before. It was like, <laughs> we were literally there like seven or eight hours before then. So, I mean, we just missed that sign and it's gorgeous. It is. So it's really exciting that some of that stuff is starting to pop up. Um, a lot of uh, sponsor signs are starting to show up on light posts around the parks. Uh, they're, they're gold iridescent um, banners, I guess, that are hanging off of the light posts right. that say 50th World most, World's Most Magical Celebration. And uh, there's some sponsors on those as well. Um, really exciting to see all that, that gold, shiny signage starting to show up everywhere. Iridescent. Iridescent. <laughs> Um, one thing that we wanted to po point out, though, because we were just talking about the Fab 50 statues that are going to be popping up all over the parks, uh, the all the bronze statues from Magic Kingdom have been removed, including Br'er Rabbit. Which, at first, when it was reported that Br'er Rabbit had been removed, it was people were trying to figure out if 
it was just Briar Rabbit that was going to be removed or what was going on. And then all of them got removed. Right. So if, if we're thinking about all the gold statues next to the bronze, I feel like those would clash sure so it makes sense that they might be removing them for a while i guess we're, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens with those if those will maybe come back soon if they'll come back after the 18 months we just have yet to see that speaking of additions to the magic kingdom i was really disappointed when we went the other day that we didn't get to see that giant stage that they put around the partner statue me too i really I wanted to see what that looked like in person now if you guys are going what giant stage um a couple days ago, they actually had this giant stage around the partner statue. and the It part completely circled it. And the partner statue is the statue in front of the castle of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. And so around it, it was this beautiful iridescent stage. It looked like it, a big star. It was gorgeous. It looked like something that you would see on like a TV show, which is actually what we learned it was there for. It was actually there for the filming of the show that is going to be uh, premiering on October 1st. So they were doing some recording and we were hoping to be able to see it because it was just absolutely so beautiful, but it seemed to be just a temporary thing. But um, some people did get to see that when they went to the Magic Kingdom. Now, next in terms of uh, the 50th anniversary, new 50th wraps were seen on the Skyliner and on the buses. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to see, like I said before, it's great to see this iridescent blue and gold popping up everywhere. And now it's on the buses and the Skyliner uh, vehicles. Yeah. It's really, really exciting to see all that kind of stuff. Um, just new things popping up everywhere. And then also another place where the colors are popping up is the Transportation and Ticket Center. And all the signage at the TTC is getting that iridescent blue and gold makeover. So really, really cool to see all that kind of stuff changing. It just gives such a nice look to, or new look to everything around the parks. Yeah, and the biggest thing is I really believe that the more theming that we can do for the 50th, the better. And I, I want it to be literally hitting me in the face the second I <laughs> get to Walt Disney World. Yeah, for real. Now, uh, we had a couple of other announcements this week. So first off, Space 220 was announced that it will be opening September 20th. Ha, the 20th. <laughs> Space 220, opening on the 20th. The only thing that could have been better is if they opened it back in February on February 20th. <sighs> and it would have been 220. Missed opportunity. Right. But uh, the funny thing about this is, there are no reservations available yet. There's Which is no, weird. There's also no menu announced yet. Although I think when some of the the recently reopened buffets opened, I think reservations only went up like four or five days in advance. So I would imagine if they're going to do reservations, because it is a, a price fix menu, um, I would imagine that they're going to probably make reservations available maybe around the 15th or the 14th, somewhere around there, like a week or so in advance for uh, the 20th. Yeah, I mean, I would really, really love to be able to see that. Um, I, I just don't know if, <laughs> if we're not on top of it, when we'll be able to go visit that restaurant. Yeah. The other, um, you know, rumor, so to say, is that there may not be any reservations for this restaurant. Yeah, it could just be straight up walk up or wait list or. Something. It might be a virtual queue. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I, I have no idea. So we still have yet to see that, but now we do have an opening date, which is really exciting for this new experience. I honestly wouldn't hate a virtual queue, kind of like what like Gideon's does. 
over at uh, at Disney Springs, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to Epcot for the day, but if I have to wait four hours, let me just join a virtual queue and call me when you're ready, and I'll come to the restaurant. Yeah, and especially if uh, you know something that's going to be this high in demand for just a brand new experience. I'm just really curious to see how they do this. Yeah, it should be uh, it should be very interesting. Well, speaking of Epcot, uh, a couple of things happened over at Epcot. There was a Mickey Mouse mural revealed by Imagineer Zach Ridley at the new Creation Shop, which is replacing the old mouse gear. It actually looks beautiful from what you can see over the construction walls. It looks gorgeous in there. I'm really excited for that shop to open. But there's a Mickey Mouse mural that was revealed at the shop by an Imagineer, and it looks uh, very interesting. So here, here's the thing about this. I think that it is very artistic. It's very. not just typical, you know, Disney. Um, I know people were giving it a little bit of a hard time, uh, but... Mickey's got quite a chin. In, <laughs> in the middle In the in middle, the middle one. one. <laughs> He's got a very uh, pronounced jawline. <laughs> I, I just think that I when, it's cute. I just think when it comes to Epcot that Epcot should be kind of fun and artsy yeah. like this. But I also am going to say that I am going to withhold my judgments sure. on this mural until I'm able to see it in person. Yeah, and we've got a photo of it that, like I said, Imagineer Zach Ridley posted on his Instagram. And it's it's got three Mickeys, three different style Mickeys. Uh, and a bunch of colors and abstract lines and all sorts of fun stuff on it. So I am looking forward to seeing that in person, like you said. Well, not too far from that mural. No. Uh, Living with the Land reopened after two weeks of being closed. I am so curious what happened there. Because my educated guess was maybe they were putting some sort of... Um, system in the ride vehicles like a like a one giant pull down lap bar or something like that to prevent the people from stealing the cucumbers because that's that was a thing for for a couple of weeks yes if you're listening to this and have no idea what we are talking about somebody jumped out of a boat to try to pick a cucumber off of living with the land it's 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 unbelievable that you would even consider doing something like that and there was video. Oh yeah, there was video. She and she she jumped off and then she missed getting on the boat. Yeah, that was hysterical. And I I just I I can't even comprehend what made her think that jumping off a boat to get a cucumber that might be worth a dollar. Some smart people out there, Danny. Yeah, I yeah, I digress. Now, staying at Epcot, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is said to be deep in the final stages of construction, which I find this very exciting. Yes. What that means, we shall find out at some point. But a ride that's been under construction for basically the better part of the last three or four years is in the final stages. <laughs> we'll see how long it takes for that to open. Every time I'm at Epcot, I like to joke that that building, the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind building, is just empty with a basketball hoop in there. And that <laughs> the, the cast members just get to play basketball on their breaks. Like the inside of the uh, the Matterhorn at Disneyland? Yes. <laughs> that there is no ride that's being built yet. It's just Yeah, there's empty. just a basketball court for like, cast members. <laughs> and they're like, air quotes, deep in the final stages uh, of construction, yeah. they said as they played in their, <laughs> in their basketball tournament. <laughs> exactly. 
So lots of uh, lots of news coming from the Disney side. We do have one more piece of Universal news before we get our, to our main topic of the episode, and that is Halloween Horror Nights opened yesterday, September 3rd, and we had two sold-out nights to start us off. That's really exciting for Universal. It's, it's great to see people out and about and enjoying the things that they love. And uh, from what I have saw... At the the opening night, some of the the scare zones and some of the the icons and Jack doing the uh, the announcement at the beginning that was really cool to see. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting over to Halloween Horror Nights at some point, probably next week for us. Yeah, I'm very excited to go check out Halloween Horror Nights. It looks amazing. Now we had originally been planning on going on opening night and buying a fear pass, and uh, we had. We, it was just something that we were planning on doing. Yeah. And then they pulled them off the website because they had sold out. And yeah. so I will say, however, on opening night, it rained cats and dogs. For real, though. Like, we saw videos of people standing in line to get into these haunted houses just getting absolutely on. drenched. <laughs> and uh, some of the scare zones were empty because they didn't have the the you know the, the actors out the, the scare actors out yeah while it was raining really hard which obviously makes sense a lot of them are in a lot of makeup and heavy costumes and, and you don't want like your that, so. your scare actors to get sick on top of or that fall, for or that fall or fall yeah so i'm actually very glad we didn't go because sure. i know it was a little bit busier we were gonna have to learn to navigate halloween horror nights now as you know, people who live here and don't have to do everything in one night. From what I've gathered from the folks that we know that frequent Halloween Horror Nights down here is that apparently it rains every opening night at Halloween Horror Nights. I'm actually very, very glad that as much as I wanted to be there to be part of the excitement, I'm glad that we didn't get dumped on. So as as Danny was starting to say, uh, we we had planned on getting frequent fear passes for Halloween Horror Nights. And part of the deal was having September 3rd and 4th um, as available nights for you to go when you have the fear pass. Like I said before, they were sold out. And so um, they actually took the multi-night tickets off of the Universal website temporarily. And so we reached out to Universal, and they uh, they had a very, very nice response to us. And they basically told us that uh, because of the the, the third and fourth being sellouts and trying to kind of limit capacity and not over-super-pack the event, um, they actually pulled the multi-night passes off the website. But they will resume sales on Sunday, September 5th. And I guess we're going to have to snag those passes because I don't know if they might just sell a certain amount and be done for the season. Yeah, we'll have to get them right away. Yeah. I mean, one of my biggest complaints about any haunted house is if it is a conga line. Right. And so if they can sell less passes to avoid that and to limit the capacity to enhance the experience, I am all for that. Sure. So um, the last time that we went together was 2017 and it was packed like there was our two hour waits for some of the houses and it was an absolute conga line <laughs> through all of them yeah and it was it was a lot and that was my first halloween horror night yeah. so i would very much like to go in and experience all of those things i think that the, haun- the haunted house that i am most excited about is the icons house me too i've heard really good things about that i'm trying to avoid all video any details anything like that from the houses i've seen some footage of scare zones which you can actually film in but you can't film in the houses unless you had the media credentials for media night um but i'm really excited to see 
the inside of the houses for myself and uh, see if we actually get jump scared. And last in terms of theme park news, we wanted to tell you guys uh, about something really cool that we got invited to. Um, yeah. So we were actually uh, reached out to by Give Kids the World, and we were um, invited to, as media, to the Diz Family Reunion Expo. And that's going to be for two days. So that's going to be on the 9th and the 10th. There's also an event on the 11th um, that is just a specifically paid event. Sold out. That's sold out, yes. But uh, we are going to be there and cover everything for you guys. But if you are local to Florida or you are going to be in Orlando around this weekend, we are actually giving away tickets for you and a guest to attend this expo. So Give Kids the World has actually given us tickets to give away to you guys. So we are giving away two sets of two tickets. So that would get you to everything on the 9th and the 10th. And this is going to take place at Disney's Contemporary Resort. So if you want to enter to win that, go head over to our Facebook that post is pinned to the top of the page and you can be entered to win and you can get to go to the expo and you can see us there and we can, you know, hang out, say hello. And everything is going to be going to give kids the world. So we highly, highly recommend get the word out, enter to win. Um, We're just so, so excited about this event and we hope you guys are too. This event, like we said, uh, it's called the, uh, the Diz family reunion and it is a really, really cool event where uh, there's going to be some special guest speakers. You know, we've got uh, the vice president of Walt Disney World, Jeff Foley. We've got the voice of Ariel, Jody Benson, who's an absolute sweetheart. Uh, the voice of Jasmine, Linda Larkin. we got uh, some uh, legendary Imagineers, Tony Baxter, Tom Morris. And of course, Wheel of Fortune host, Pat Sajak. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So many special guests, really, really cool stories and, and lectures and all sorts of stuff that's going to be happening at the Dee's Family Reunion. If you guys want to join us, go to our Facebook page and definitely enter that contest for sure also if you are not local head to our facebook page anyway and tag some of your friends who might be living in florida so they know about it and they can enter the more people who learn about these events for give kids the world um the more money they're able to raise for this amazing amazing cause and so the every like every share every comment helps that organization so Help us to get that word out and head over to our Facebook page uh, and go ahead and enter that giveaway. All right. So that will wrap up this week in theme park news. And now we definitely want to get to our main topic of the evening, which is annual passes. To our pass holders and pass holders to be, the world's most magical celebration is calling you to join family and friends time and time again and feast on everything for our 50th so one thing that i did want to point out is that on sunday i said to you hey wouldn't it be funny if they announced the annual passes on monday and what did they do (laughs) annual passes on monday so I don't know if I should use my powers for good or for evil. Um, hmm. Always good, Danny. Come oh, on. Always good. So fantastic. What are you, a villain or something? I don't know. It depends on the day. But <laughs> That's fa- true. Fantastic. Right, Simba? <laughs> hey, 
Fantasmic next. Fantasmic next. Fantasmic next. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> What's it? No, Monday. Mondays are the, I yeah, like that's are true. the days for that's announcements. True. Put in the universe tomorrow on Sunday. But um, for that announcement that they actually did on Monday, they announced all of the new Disney annual passes. And they have changed a little bit. A lot, actually. Um, lots of different um, levels and lots of different names, different pricing. Um, things are being kind of shifted around, taken away, becoming add-ons. There's a lot of stuff that was announced that we're going to cover for you right now. So Walt Disney World, the annual pass holder program, is going to consist of four unique passes. And this is going to be the Disney Pixie Dust Pass, the Disney Pirate Pass, the, the Disney Sorcerer Pass, and the Disney Pass. Now, just from hearing those, I feel like it's not very clear what is the highest and what is the lowest. Yeah, that was interesting. I, we were talking about that before we started, and I thought that was really, um, really good point by you. Because it used to be the silver, gold, platinum, and platinum plus for the passes. So you can kind of tell like which one was better than the other one. Um, but yeah, go ahead with your with your point about the, uh, <laughs> the the names. Because Pixie Dust, which is like the thing at Disney World, like the magic Pixie Dust. and Or even at Disneyland, it's even in the Magic Happens theme song. You know, a little Pixie Dust and all your dreams can be yours. Um, Pixie Dust is the lowest <laughs> version of the annual pass. So I'm just going to take two minutes and sidebar and tell you all the names that I think they could have been. And then we're going to go into the details. Okay. You ready for these? Oh, boy. So I didn't let Bill see any of these. Creativity. I'm going to judge you so hard. I think you should. (laughs) All right. So first off, um, one of the passes is just mostly weekdays. And I thought they could have called that the weekday wishes pass. Ooh, nice alliteration. Yes. Now I'm going to go through the rest and they can, you can just put these on any of these. Okay. And I, I'm just going to go through all of them. Um, so dreams come true pass. Okay. Magical moments pass. Nice. Magical memories pass. Ooh. Magical celebrations pass. Okay. Spectro magic pass. Ooh. Paint the night park pass. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after pass. Okay. Fantasy pass. Wish upon a star pass. Dreamers pass. Dreamers pass. Timeless magic pass. Phantasmic pass. Ooh. Fantasia pass. Nice. Once upon a time pass. Magic of animation pass. Enchanted pass or celebrate the magic pass. Okay. Well done. So those are the ones in my five minutes that I sat down on the couch and try to come up with all of the sure the disney buzzwords and add pass at the end there you go i don't i just don't understand where pirate came from. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah let's let's start with the beginning or or the the lowest level pass which is the disney pixie dust pass and for full price that's that is 3.99 plus tax um if you're on the florida resident monthly payment plan it's 19 dollars a month for 12 monthly payments after you put 205 dollars down now, this has the most limitations of all the four passes that were announced. Um, it's most, it's pretty much you're available to go during the week. Uh, we do have a blockout calendar for the Pixie Dust Pass, and looking at it, it's basically Monday through Friday that you're available to go outside of spring breaks, um, April vacations for schools, uh, Memorial Day weekend. You can't go that Monday. Thanksgiving, um, Thanksgiving, week. Christmas week. So it's basically like non-holiday weekdays 
You mean the weekday wishes pass? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that So that's the Pixie Dust Pass. There's a lot of blockout dates, but it is also the most affordable at $399 plus tax um, or $19 a month after your down payment. Um, you can make up to three reservations as, as it is right now. Um, with the with the annual passes that you can only make up to three days, but with the Pixie Dust Pass you can still make up to three days. Um, you do get uh, uh, reservations for uh, as many days as you're staying in a resort, if that's something that you're going to do. Um, and then there's bonus reservations in addition to that. And actually, that is for all four of the passes: the being able to book for the length of your stay and bonus reservations. All of those are included in all of the passes that we're talking about. Yeah. So if you book like a week at Grand Floridian or something, which will cost you a fortune, but <laughs> um, you could book for that entire week plus the three days that you're allotted um, for the park reservations for the Pixie Dust Pass. Yes. Now next. Up the the second highest um, is going to be the Disney Pirate Pass. Are the Pirate Pass now the Disney Pirate Pass is going to be six ninety nine plus tax. So that's going to come out to forty five dollars per month for twelve months, and that is av- available to Florida residents. And it's after a two hundred and five dollar down payment, so it's not just forty five dollars a month. You got to put two hundred five up front, and then it's forty five dollars a month after that. And like Danny said, it's just available for Florida residents. Yes, and so for this pass this also has blackout dates but not as many so this particular pass looks like it has some weekends that are uh blocked out some weeks um it's definitely a lot less than the pixie dust pass but it's um, basically holiday weekends plus the monday and then spring break for march and april and then like thanksgiving week and christmas week yeah like for instance blacked out our or i'm sorry blocked out our october 1st october 2nd october 3rd um october 9th 10th and 11th so there's some random weekends that aren't exactly holidays but that must be more popular the reason why the october 1st 2021 is blocked out you know why that is right why Uh, the 50th anniversary that is true but it's not like a calendar holiday that you would normally see so uh the Pirate Pass definitely offers less uh, block out dates. And as it should for basically double the price as the Pixie Dust Pass. And for this pass, you actually get an additional park reservation. So you can book up to four park days. So that is going to be the Disney Pirate Pass. Up next is the Disney Sorcerer Pass, which is at full price $8.99 plus tax, and that's $63 a month for 12 months after a $205 down payment, and that is only available for Florida residents and Disney Vacation Club members. So that's the first pass that's available for anything but Florida residents. Um, So DVC members, you can actually get in on the Sorcerer Pass as well, and there are very, very few blackout dates for the Sorcerer Pass. So I think personally... This is probably the best deal and probably what we're going to go for when it's time to renew. Um, the only dates that are blocked out for the for the Sorcerer Pass are basically Thanksgiving week, Wednesday through Saturday, and then the two weeks from Christmas to New Year's, and that's it. And honestly, uh, just living here, those are the times that I probably don't want to be at the park because right. that's when everybody and their aunt uncle grandma and best <laughs> friend are there yeah for real the parks are so busy on thanksgiving and christmas it's just it's almost not even worth going 
Just, just for the fact that the people mover is like an hour and a half wait. And when we say not <laughs> worth going, we mean as people who live here and yeah, are we able to the go parks. all the time. Yeah, I mean, some people love going for Christmas, which why I'll never understand. Christmas Day, I, I, I've never done that, but you know, because here's the thing: Christmas at Magic Kingdom starts in early November. If you want to experience the Christmas at Disney, go then. Yeah, go November first. It's <laughs> way, can... it's way less busy. I promise. Yeah. I promise. Go have a holly jolly Christmas in November. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the Sorcerer Pass, like we said, available for Florida residents and DBC members. Um, and this one, you can actually book up to five park reservations. And then if you stay on a hotel, you will also get those uh, those days staying in the resorts uh, for reservations as well. Um, so I think this is probably the best deal of the four annual passes. And we'll get into the final one, and you'll kind of see why. Yeah. Now, the last pass and the highest and most expensive pass is going to be Disney Incredipass. And that's going to go for $12.99 plus tax. So it's going to be $99 per month. Uh, so that's 12 monthly payments after a $205 down payment. Now, this is available to all guests. You do not have to be a Florida resident. You don't have to be a Disney Vacation Club member. And for this one, there are no blackout dates. So the the key thing here is that the Incredit Pass is the only pass that's available for out of state non DVC members. So if you are somebody who frequents Walt Disney World and you want to keep coming, you know, two or three times a year, um, and you want to keep your annual pass, you've got to upgrade to the Incredit Pass, which is a a pretty significant jump. Uh, as far as pricing goes, I believe I think it's like a hundred or two, a hundred or two hundred dollars somewhere. I know the the out of state pass where you couldn't, um, we didn't have a payment plan. Um, I do believe that it was uh, it was over a thousand dollars originally. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's a little pricey. Um, it, what it doesn't say in this graphic here is that. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, it does. It says Florida resident monthly payment plan. So out of state residents cannot have a payment plan for. The uh, the Disney and Credit Pass. You have to pay up all at once. Yeah, so that twelve ninety nine plus tax, which is probably like another seventy five dollars. So you're you're basically thirteen hundred plus all in. Yeah, and upfront. The the thing about this one is it's a little different because depending on who you are and where you live and when you want to come, this pass may benefit you. If you don't live in Florida, having an annual pass. That's going to be important if you want to visit frequently. So yeah. this Incredipass is going to be perfect for you. Now, um, the Incredipass, if you are a Florida resident or a, a DVC member and you're not looking to come at Christmas or Thanksgiving, um, there's really not that big of a difference between the Sorcerer Pass and the Incredipass. Both you can book up to five days of reservations um, the only difference is with the Incredit Pass, you don't have any uh, blockout dates. And for the Sorcerer Pass, it's just, I would say, around th a total of three weeks. Yeah. And that's going to be mostly in December and the week of Thanksgiving. So if you really, really, really wanted to go the week of Thanksgiving and the two weeks around Christmas and New Year's, it's going to cost you an extra $400, which to me, frankly, is probably not worth the price. So... As, if you're a Florida resident. Yeah, as Florida residents, if you feel like you're going to have family visiting during that time or friends and you you know want to be there on Christmas Eve, on New Year's Eve, on Christmas Day, yeah, could that be worth it for you? Sure. Absolutely. 
Um, however, if that's some t something that you're not looking at doing or going to in terms of actual holidays, um, like, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know, times at the parks are just very, very busy. Yeah. Then that uh, Increda Pass may not be the best option for you. However, the thing about that is if you're not a Florida resident, that's your only option. And so just getting to be able to buy an annual pass is a benefit all in its own. The crazy part about the Increda Pass to me is that there's, aside from those weeks that we just talked about, there's literally no difference between that and the Sorcerer Pass. Um, there, there's no, every, everything on, on all the passes includes the standard theme park parking, um, merchandise discounts, dining discounts, all that stuff. But the extra $400 basically just gets you the three busiest weeks of the year. Um, I don't understand why there's not more perks for the Increda Pass, maybe like bigger merch discounts or maybe bigger dining discounts or even the, um, what, what word does Disney use at parking for it's not prime because that's universal premiere Pre, no uh, you know how they have the standard parking that you get with the annual passes and then there's another one i can't remember what it's called it's like an upgrade to parking it's more expensive yeah i i'm i can't I, remember what it is but why isn't like closer parking or something like that included with the Increda pass or any other you know benefits that are slightly better than the sorcerer pass or the other passes it just doesn't make sense to me that literally the only difference is those three weeks of uh unblocked dates that you can go to the parks i i really think that it's catering to people who don't live here sure that's your only option or if you want holidays i think that's those are the two biggest benefits and i also do think that if you had anybody who has the Increda pass getting your um like the 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 parking the pr is it prime parking prime is it universal a oh, prime is it universal i can't remember what the what the word is that they use for for disney forgive me but i can't, I can't remember what it's called because i've never paid for it so yeah i mean because <laughs> their standard parking is 25 and then the other one's like 50 bucks yeah so it's, it's expensive it's, it's basically just the closest parking you can get yeah um if everybody had that it would be too busy like you wouldn't like it wouldn't be yeah. it wouldn't be a benefit if right. everyone had it exactly um, so one, I guess just one minor gripe I think I have with the, uh, with the Increda pass and one thing that universal does really well, cause my sister just bought one. Um, she got a lower level annual pass because she plans on coming back a couple more times over the next couple of years or in the next uh, few months to a year. Um, she actually ended up getting an out of state annual pass and they do actually offer a payment plan. One thing that I think Disney really should consider for their guests for the, especially for the Incredit Pass and the people that are out of state, is do offer a payment plan. Because when you sign up for an annual pass, you actually do sign a contract that you get your annual pass fees debited basically every month. And it just comes out automatically, but you sign a contract saying for the next 12 months, you're going to get this money taken out of your account. So like, it's not like people could like cancel in the middle of it and they wouldn't get their money. Like If you sign up for the Incredit Pass for... $1,299 plus tax, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to offer some sort of payment plan for those who want to get in on that. I'm so curious why they don't, and I'm sure that there is a reason. I just don't know what it is. It just doesn't make a lot of sense because there's there's no APR, there's 205 down, it's $99 a month. Why, why is that only available for Florida residents? That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I think you would sell a lot more of these passes to out-of-staters if they didn't have to come up with $1,400 up front per person in their family. 
I just, my best guess is it has something to do with the way that you're able to book Disney vacations and and things like discounts. Um, But I could be wrong. um, But regardless, I'm not the one who makes those decisions. So we'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's above my pay grade. Yeah. Um, But uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention that people were griping about online and I feel like I I have some thoughts about this. Sure. Me too. Are the annual pass add-ons. So previously with our annual passes, um, you could get either the highest pass and it included water parks. Um, and then all passes included Disney photo pass downloads. And so it was just automatically built into the pass. Now on top of the prices that we just told you, um, you can do annual pass add-ons, and that's either Disney Photo Pass downloads for the year for $99 or um, and or <laughs> water park and sports options for $99. And those are $99 plus tax. So you can do both of those. You can do one of those. Now, the thing about this is you can kind of pick and choose a la carte what you want your add-ons to be. Now, the cool thing about this, I think personally, is if you have a family of five, instead of that $500 being built into your passes, you can have one person buy that annual pass, the photo pass downloads, and then, you know, just download from there. So you're actually saving money. On top of that, for us, we only have to add, do one add on. So instead of our annual pass, the photo pass, you know, having to add two, we can add one. And then for our families who aren't here all the time, if one of us has, you know, the annual we'll just scan our band photo pass. Photos. Yeah. And we'll, we'll send them to you later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, we can get those to you because, you know, those are our photos. Uh, now for the water park, that's something that I think is an absolute steal. Sure. Yeah. Um, to go to the water park, it's around seventy dollars a day. Well, I think that's c- kind of what it this this pricing here is kind of what it was before. But keep going. Well, it's around seventy dollars for a day, and you want to pay ninety nine dollars for the year, right? And this we don't live someplace cold. <laughs> for the right. most part, it's just hot all the time. Well, the, and so you can use the water park option more than you would in other places. So as of right now, uh, up and through February, we are Platinum Pass holders, which was the second highest tier, only behind Platinum Plus, which included the water parks. And I believe, if I remember right, that the Platinum Plus annual pass was about $100 more than the one that we have. Yes. So this really isn't changing much, getting the water parks for $99 extra. Right. That's really not a difference. The one glaring difference, like Danny was talking about, was the photo pass is not included anymore, and it's $99 plus tax for the year. But, you know, like you, like Danny said, you could work around it. If you got a family of five, only one person needs to have it, or the two of us, you know, we'll, we'll probably split it. One of us will get the, the photo pass included, and it'll be 50 each instead of 99. Yeah. And the thing is, I've heard people say like, well, why wasn't it just built into the pass? Why did, why isn't it coming free? Well, here's the thing, guys, if you don't want photo pass, you don't have to buy it. Right. If you want to have one person in your family or group, get it, then you can get those photos. And I honestly think that it's better than just having it built in and them just across the board saying, now the passes are four, $499, um, $799, $999, and $1,399. Right. They're all $100 less than what I just said. 
And so you can decide whether or not you want to add on that photo pass. Sure. And on top of that, you don't have to add it for everybody, which before it was you didn't have an option. And honestly, some people don't want to have photos taken. Yeah, they don't they don't care about that kind of stuff. And because let's be honest, if they did include photo pass in the passes, they probably would have increased all the prices $100 and people would have been more upset about it. Yeah. If you want photo pass, get it. If you don't, you don't need it. Sorry, you just don't get it. And then your your annual pass will be cheaper. The the thing about the Disney fans across the board is that everyone is not going to be happy at the same time. Right. So like you just said, if they had included it, people would have been like, oh, why don't you let us choose if we want it? They're letting us choose if we want it. People are going, ah, why are you making us pay for it? So really, no matter what they do, you're going to have people say, hey, why'd you do that shaking fist at Disney? (laughs) Um, Now for the water park option, I'm actually kind of excited about that because I don't know if we're probably going to get that right off the bat, but that is something that I would really like to do eventually. Yeah, I mean, I I have never been to a Disney water park. Neither have I. I have never been to Blizzard Beach, and I know Typhoon Lagoon is closed right now, but I would like to go and check it out at least once or twice. And if you add that $99 on, that's cheaper than buying two one-day tickets at the parks. So it may be something that we explore. Um, now that uh, Florida, you know, sometime in October, November is going to start getting a little cooler, we probably won't want to hit the water parks nearly as often, but maybe as an option for next summer or, you know, early next year when it starts to get hot again in March and April, um, I think that might be an option that we might explore. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to mention, and we're not going to go through all of these prices, but if you are renewing, you also can renew at a lower price. Correct. It, it comes out to about a 15% discount, which is consistent with what they did before. Um, basically, you, um, you when you sign up for an annual pass, you would have that down payment plus the 12 months of payments. Um, and then it, it basically takes 15% off and it becomes a new 12-month monthly payment. Do we want to go through the prices? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, yeah, let's go through um, the so prices. So in comparison to the full price uh, annual passes, the Pixie Dust Pass, like we said before, was full price $399 plus tax, and the uh, renewal will be $339 plus tax. The Disney Pirate Pass, um, which is normally $699 plus tax, the renewal price is $594 plus tax. For the Sorcerer Pass, it was full price $899 plus tax, and the renewal price is $764. So that's a pretty good $130 savings right there. Yeah. And then the Increda Pass, full price $1299, um, the renewal price will be $1,104 plus tax. So that's almost a $200 savings for renewal. Yeah, and you know we're gonna renew. We're gonna hold on to our passes, so it's nice to be able to have those options. Yeah. Now, overall, how do you feel about this annual pass announcement? Frankly, I am very happy with it as far as what we're thinking of doing, um, because I think, like we said, we're leaning towards the Sorcerer Pass because we don't love going on <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas, and the Sorcerer Pass, I believe, is the same price as the the original Platinum Pass that we have, which the only difference is that those three weeks are unblocked for us right now. So let me ask you, um, do you remember how much it was for a single-day pass without Park Hopper when 
for the for to to pay just to get into the parks. Right now, the the cheapest you're going to get into the parks is like one oh four, one oh nine, something like that and per the, day. And then to for park hopper, it's like one sixty, one seventy, something like that. Okay, so I'm glad I'm glad that you you knew those numbers just because what I was going to say was if we're looking at the Disney Incredipass and it's a hundred and seventy dollars for one day for park hopping. And you're only charging twelve ninety nine for that with no blockout dates. Yep. Park hopping, you can reserve up to five days. Like there's, I just feel like with this announcement, I honestly thought it was going to be more expensive. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing with the Incredit Pass, because the way Disney ticketing works, when you buy single day tickets or or with park hopper option, the more days you buy, the cheaper they get per day. It's not $104 a day for seven days. It's it's like it comes out to being like $50 or $60 a day if you buy six or seven days. Um, so, you know, the, the, the quick math off the top of your head, you say, oh, yeah, the $1,299, let's round up to $1,300. If it's $100 a day for a single ticket to get into Magic Kingdom or, or any of the parks for a one-park uh, visit, you got to get 13 park days, and it pays for your Incredit Pass. But that's not exactly the case. Whereas if you were to buy, let's say, two different seven-day trips for uh, with, with regular tickets for a vacation. Sure. And say that with seven-day tickets, they're probably like 60 bucks a day. Okay? And so if you, t- if you do that math real quick, the seven days times 60, that comes out to be uh, $420. So if you did two of those, two one-week trips buying one-day tickets that would actually be much cheaper than the incredible pass because if you're looking at 420 plus 420 that's 840 for two one week trips during the year so you really 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 got to go to disney a lot for that incredible pass to be actually a a really good deal see the way that i looked at it was if we're looking at like 170 dollars for park hoppers per day let's just just let's just say across the board times 365 you're looking at $62,000 sure now, even if we cut that in half, that's like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean the full the full math is definitely a, a much better deal. And the thing is, no matter how you break it down, you can definitely make the most out of your pass if you want to. Um, the thing is, you have to you have to come visit the parks. Um, now. If we're looking, what's the cheapest that a day at Disney is? Is it sixty one dollars? Is what I'm seeing? No, that's that's oh for if you buy ten days. Okay, so even at the very cheapest that a single day pass would be sixty one dollars times three hundred and sixty five. You're still looking at twenty two thousand dollars. Right. So the fact that it's you know one thousand two hundred dollars, you know, uh, I'm sorry, twelve ninety nine plus tax. I, I just feel like. It, they could have charged more. So here's the thing. Now, I was talking about single days for one park before. Sure. And now I just went through the Disney website and we went through the um, the week-long trip here. We're going to do the seven days again for park hopper tickets. And the way that they're priced out is that for park hopper tickets, you can actually get a seven-day pass for $79 a day, which comes out to six thirty-one eighty-eight. So if you were to do two two-week trips, or two one-week trips, so 14 days if you bought seven days each time. It's at 631 plus 631. That's actually $1,260, which is still cheaper than the Incredible Pass. 
Okay. So you've got to really, really like plan on going a ton if you're going to get that Incredipass uh, for it to be actually worth it. Okay. And you're saying for it's... For out of state. But you're saying it's that much like for all... Like all the time? Not all the time, but we're looking well, at the end of September so let's here. Look, but let's look at December. Let's look at December. Because December it's a, it's a little bit more expensive. Let's say let's say Christmas Day. The the top it's gonna be is one oh three per day for seven days. That's seven seventeen. And if you if you times that by two, that is uh, fourteen hundred and thirty four dollars. So that is actually a deal if you'd like to go during the the peak busy times. Right. But the thing is, if let's just say you wanted to go during the, uh, you know, the blockout dates on the other days, that's like $100 per day. You're already looking at $1,400 on those that, those two weeks. Let's just say you sure, took a yeah. two-week Disney vacation. Right. Here's the thing, guys. We could sit here. We could argue left <laughs> and right. We could do all sorts of bad yeah, math. Lots of math. Lots of bad <laughs> math. But the thing is, all of these decisions that Disney has put out, they've made it to be flexible so that you can decide what works best for you. Right. And as much as people like to gripe and talk about, you know, prices changing and things like this, um, you get to decide what you want to do. And the other thing is, if you don't want to get a pass, you don't have to get a pass. Sure, yeah. These are options for people who want to visit the parks frequently. So if, you know, you want to get the Disney and credit pass, but you only plan on making one trip to Disney, maybe being an annual pass holder is not for you. No. And that's okay because you can decide what works best for you. And in my opinion, putting these out at honestly a very affordable price. I'm I'm very happy with these prices and I'm happy with the benefits. That ours come is with actually going to be cheaper. Ours is going to be cheaper. Um uh, ours I'm, ours as as stands right now. We have the Platinum Pass. I think it's like $67 or $68 a month on our payment yeah. plan. Whereas right now, the Sorcerer Pass is actually going to be $63 a month. So it's actually going to be a little bit cheaper. Yes, we are losing Thanksgiving week and Christmas week and, and New Year's week. But that's it. That's the only thing we're going to lose aside from Photo Pass, which we already discussed that we're probably going to split. Yeah. And honestly, no matter how much I love you, in whoever were to visit, if you want to take me to Disney World on Thanksgiving, I may not love you anymore. <laughs> like, that would make me very sad. <laughs> like, it's accurate. <laughs> if someone was like, hey, I'm going to come visit you on Thanksgiving. Let's go to Disney World. I'd be like, oh, uh, we're... <laughs> now we have an excuse. I'm sorry, we're blocked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, new phone, who's this? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I joke, but it, it is very busy and living here. We do like to go when the crowds are a little bit lower. But yeah. overall, I love the options. I love the benefits. For Florida residents, the options are great. Um, and I also think that for people who are out of state, they have a good option too. They, they if, do. They do. If you If you plan on going a bunch, it can definitely be worth it. And the thing is, those prices that you were showing, were those for Park Hopper? Those are Park Hopper. Those are Park Hopper? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I just really can't... I, I, it's really hard for me to to argue with, you know, this price. If you're going to come a bunch, get the annual pass. If you're going to come less, then just buy your tickets. Right. And you have that option because the other thing is there are other things for you to spend money on. You can, you can um, you know, get the... Uh, the photo pass you can buy tickets to water parks uh, there's all sorts of stuff you can do so basically Disney has created an option for you to pick and choose what best fits your life right as much as you know people are 
you know, not happy with change. A lot of Disney fans are any type of change they get all disgruntled about. Well, there's been a lot of changes in the recent months that have kind of triggered Disney fans. It does seem like the company started to trend toward a nickel and diming the guests mentality. I just think it's glass half empty, glass half full. Like, But when you see that things that normally were there are removed now, like photo pass and, and that kind of stuff, it's like... It's 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 you got to walk a fine line when it comes to that. Sure, I mean, but I just feel like it's glass half empty, glass half full. Do you want to look at the glass half empty? It's no longer included. Glass half full is now one of us only have to pay for it. It's sure. not built into every single yeah. pass. There's two ways to look at it. So it just really depends. Um, how are what are your overall thoughts? Because I I really love this. You know, pick and choose what fits you best. Yeah. Thing that's going I, on. I think it's a good deal. I'm actually kind of excited that the, the pass we're going to go to, uh, the only thing that doesn't include is days we probably wouldn't go anyway, um, that it's actually going to go down a couple of bucks a month, which is pretty sweet. And now I have an excuse to tell anybody who visits during those busy times that we can't go to the parks. Yeah. Sorry, we're blocked out. <laughs> you know, it, if you if we do the photo pass for, for $99, that's $50 a piece. Divide that by 12, you're looking at about $4 a month. So we're basically going to be paying $67 a month for photo, with PhotoPass included again. Right. So it's it's really not changing for us. But the IncrediPass is a little bit more expensive, and there's a lot of blockout dates for the Pixie Dust and the uh, the Pirate Pass. So I think for Florida residents, I think Disney Sorcerer Pass is the best deal. Um, so, But I'm really excited to uh, to get this uh, this underway. And the as long as the reservation program is sticking around, the fact that we can have hold more, up to five days now is great. That's really big because... Um you know, it's been really hard when all this exciting stuff has been coming up for the 50th anniversary and we've had multiple days already booked on the calendar and then been like, oh, well, we have to use one day and then yeah. book another. That can be a little bit tough. I would say, honestly, my only um, gripe, I would say, is the names of these passes. <laughs> yeah. would, someone please we listen to my, would someone please listen to my list and choose something yeah. from that? Because, you know... Just just call it magic pixie dust fairy passes. Okay. Like something give we're, a give we're gonna, us we're gonna cut you off there. No, <laughs> excuse me. Please. Okay, just explain to me oh, where dear. Disney Pirate Pass came from. I don't know. Pirate Pass. And Disney Pirates and, of the Caribbean. And Disney Incredipass. Um I don't know. Who I guarantee you, whoever made up Disney Incredipass also made up Lightning Lane. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, whoever whoever made those up does has all yes men surrounding them. Sure. So I sure. digress. I digress. But yeah, l guys, listen to uh, listen back and and kind of decide what annual pass is for you. If you live in Florida, you have three options. If you're a Disney Vacation Club member, you have two options. And if you're out of state, you unfortunately do have just that one option for the Disney and credit pass without a payment plan. But let us know if you guys are buying passes. They do officially go back on sale this week. I believe it is uh, September 7th or 8th when they go back on sale. So definitely keep your eye out if you're planning on buying an annual pass um, sometime soon or if your renewal is up pretty soon, you can listen uh, back again and get those prices and find out what you're going to be paying for your renewal rate as well for the uh, the pass holders. And before we let you guys go, we want to let you know that this week we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. First off, we are going to be visiting Halloween Horror Nights very, yeah. very soon. Maybe not this week, but very, very soon. We are also going to get to preview 
Remy's Ratatouille Adventure yeah. this week. This Wednesday, we're going to be able to ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure over at the France Pavilion at Epcot for the first time. Uh, we'll give a full review of that on uh, next week's show. And then we will also be at the media event for the Diz Family Reunion, benefiting Give Kids the World at Disney's Contemporary Resort. We are going to be bringing you all of that coverage and more. And so we are so excited to be bringing you all of that news. And very slowly, we are creeping up on that 50th anniversary. Less than a month. So we are so excited. So stay tuned for all of that and more. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store to get your hands on our brand new Happily Ever After Farewell Tour shirt, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.